Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Lisa Philipson. Lisa is a Community Relations Director at Hospice of Southern Illinois. She is also a speaker and inspired leader. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Mish. It's nice to be here. Thanks for having me. I know. We've known each other for quite a few years now, I think, right? Right. But we're just starting to get to know each other a little bit better, more than just, hi, good to see you, which is nice for me. I, and and same here. I love it. It's awesome. And I love the space that you're in right now, plus all the things that you do around that space when it comes to mm-hmm. working with the seniors, working with people that are going through a very difficult time, obviously, with hospice. And, you know, you and I have had conversations before about the challenges of that work, but also about how you have this amazing team of people you work with. That is so true. I mean, Mish, what I'm always saying is when people come into hospice care, basically what they're saying is it's more about the quality of my life than than the quantity of my days. Mm-hmm. And so what my coworkers do is they support people. They, they help them so that they're not in physical pain as much as possible, and they support the family. Because always remember this, that hospice care is definitely about the patient, but whoever that caregiver is, and in our society, that can be many different folks, right? It can be a bestie, it can be a mom or dad, it can be a spouse, kids, but we're there to support whoever those people are in their world. And if we can do our jobs correctly and help support them, I feel like it allows people to take a breath. Right. Yeah. Kind like, of a breath. okay, I'm, I'm going to be this. okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, Exactly. What do you guys do to keep breathing? As far as our coworkers? Yeah, I you mean, know, it's, a, it's a... it's it. You know, for my particular position, I'm not in the day-to-day world. I think one thing that I really like that our company offers is a company that they come in and they support. We can go make visits to folks to get mental support and support like that. But I think we also focus in that you can only do what you can do. And so we're there to support. We're there to educate. And I think my coworkers also, they banter amongst themselves. You know, I think because they know what the other one is going through. They can relate with each other. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So you'll hear conversations. There's great support. And, And it's things that I don't need to be involved with, but I'm really glad that they have each other because it's like what you do for a living. When you talk to somebody else that does it, you know they get it. Right. Air yeah, quotes, yeah, yeah. get it. Yeah. Ah, the marketing world. Yep, <laughs> we do. So um, so tell us about, you know, like when do – the thing I think would be most difficult as a person that may be calling on behalf of someone, when do I call? Okay. So – in the world of hospice, oftentimes one of the most um, difficult, challenging, whatever words you want to describe it, is actually that call. Because once people are in hospice, they're so glad they're in because they, they get what they need to support them in that final chapter. However, making the call, think about something. I always tell people to think about this. You know, one thing that I happen to think makes our country so great is we have every walk of life here, right? Mm -hmm. People from all over. Well, I mean, that also includes our physicians. You know, how many of us have physicians that English is a second language? Right. So maybe they look at death a little different than somebody that was raised like you were, like I was, you know? So we're also talking about doctors and what I love about my physicians, 
Our doctors were taught to cure. And it's not an easy conversation to look at someone and go, I know you've been married 60 years, or this is your daughter, or this is your best girlfriend, and say, I think we've done everything we can do. I I, want to respect how difficult that must be. So when the conversation is had, first of all, anybody can make a referral. We have to check with your physician, but anybody can call. So to go to circle back to your question, a lot of times it's just that, whoa, this is really happening because we all know we're going to die. I always say we know we're going to die someday. We just obviously don't want it to be today. Well, some folks going through end of life, they just have to take that breath and say, I want to call. I want the support. And when they make the call, most of the time they're so glad they made that call to us because the support starts immediately. Oh, it does. I love so and I and you know I I I want to talk about the whole you know that physician point of view. I appreciate. I never thought of that, but yeah, you know they are all about. I'm going to help to they're taught cure that. what's going on with you, and when they can't and they have to say that's you know and it doesn't matter. I mean you know even I know a friend of mine recently her husband's. Um, father passed away and you know and she was like and well he was in his 90s and I'm like but it's still hard she's like well yeah no you're right and Mish I think about this when I was in my 20s I will never forget this we went to somewhere with my grandparents and their friends were there and they were in their 60s and I remember thinking well, they're old. Oh, so old. I used to think my grandma and grandpa were old at 50. And I'm like, what am I? You know. Well, they're ready to kick it. I'm there, and I'm I'm not not feeling like I'm really old right now. (laughs) And it's the only life that we have, right? And so I look back at those days of thinking someone was old. I'm 62 right now. Some Mm -hmm. 20-year-old's looking at me. Well, aren't you ready to? No, actually, I'm not. (laughs) However, here's what I will say about hospice care. I've also never been in horrific pain for months and months exactly. and months and months. And so I think with those things that come into play, where always remember this about hospice care. Each one of us are individuals. And sometimes people will say, oh, I don't want to be gorked out. And I use that with air quotes. Air quotes. Some people have been in so much pain so long and they're so tired. They just want to rest. Yeah. And it has some to people be are not that overwhelming and wearing, and you're at a point where you're like, I, I'm tired. I am done with. The, I don't want to have this pain anymore. I'm done, and or just want to rest. Or you might have a situation where somebody's in pain, but they have a grandchild getting married Saturday, so they look to us to say, "Can you take the edge off?" And I know I'm gonna still be in pain. Can you can you get me comfortable so that I can go to Ethan's wedding? Or, right, because and, and be that's what we're individuals. This. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, All right. So outside of everything that you do with hospice, which is amazing, you also are a speaker. I am. And leadership. (laughs) I love the leadership stuff. But um, tell us, like, what kind of subjects do you talk on? So one of my basic subjects is authentic leadership because it's a true—it is a true passion for me. Um, And it started—I— Back in Edwardsville, when I was a little crew leader at McDonald's, and I learned so many mistakes, so many mistakes. And then I was the director for Easter Seals, and now my career at Hospice of Southern Illinois. And what I have learned along the way is people want to know that you care, give a damn, whatever, however you want to preface it. And sometimes you have to get out of your own way. You know, I always say, you know, sometimes I take so much pride in being a good supervisor. I want to listen. I want to be all these things. And 
as a good leader, you have to listen, but listen with ears of when they're being honest with you, like, oh, I thought I was doing that and not get your your feelings in the way of getting a little crabby with thinking. Does that make sense? <laughs> it does. Well, it's, the, it's, it's opening the door for people to uh, share with you your blind spots. That's a great way to put it. And I really like that. Because we all have blind spots. And I think that that's like, and I'm, I'm very, I'm like, look, you are not going to offend me. If I have a blind spot, you're going to help me by pointing it out, saying, you know, you are not seeing this thing that's really important. And I want to see the thing that's really important. And, you know, we both talked about our ages and I'm, I'm hitting 60 next year. Um, I really feel like you never stop learning. You never stop growing. There's not a point where like, all done. Now I'm going to sit back. <laughs> you know, it's like you're constantly learning. And of course I have blind spots, mm-hmm. not as many as I used to, because mm-hmm. somebody brought it up to me and I listened. And I listened. And it's like the footprint of our mistakes. I don't want to have as many blind spots, and I don't want the footprint of my mistake to be as big as it was when I was 25. Right. I should have learned along the way. The footprint should be smaller. And I, I am so passionate by, I also am passionate by networking. I'm into passion by emotional intelligence because there are a lot of jobs out there. And yes, yeah, some things will come into play that are totally out of your control. But what is in your control is, did you listen to your team? Mm-hmm. Were you honest? Were you as transparent as you could be? Were you fair? Because I really do mean this. You're going to work with people and have people that that you're responsible for that you're going to like more than others. Of My course. question always is, am I being fair? Right. Am I being fair with the person that, I joke and say they're a Cubs fan, but you know that they have different likes, different interests, and and maybe they don't come to the table with the personality that I'm personally drawn to. But as a leader, my job is to be fair, exactly, and consistent, and let them know that there is a safe place in that office, safe and honest. And if I can't do that, then I need to be honest with myself. Why am I being a leader? But then also that you're that you are open enough to people coming in and saying, mm-hmm. "Hey, here's the blind spot." Right? I mean, you think about people that say, "Oh, let me know if I'm doing something wrong," and everybody's like, oh, "I better not." Boy, so and so said something, and they're out of here. You know, mm-hmm. and and so you kind of know when. This person is very truthful about wanting you to be upfront with them. And and when it's like, I'm just going to say this so it makes me look good. But if you come to me with something, I'm going to get mad, <laughs> you know. And you're, you are welcoming and opening that door and being willing to actually listen. I have a funny story about the blind spot. All right, let's hear a blind so spot story. I have never had children and I've never been married. I've been in 18 weddings, had enough bows on my tail to start a factory. <laughs> However... Um, being raised in a household where I I never had to cook. So on holidays, I'm the one that shows up with the Motomart bag of chips, bag of ice, <laughs> right? So I don't do anything. I don't prepare anything. I just show up and bring a bag of something. So on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving for years, I would have our all-day planning meeting for upcoming year, right? So on the Tuesday, and we would go all day, all night. And then on Wednesday, I would say you know, why don't we get let you guys off a little early because you went like 15 hours the day before. Now, I'm thinking I'm super boss, and I'm like, oh, I'm letting him off a few hours early. <laughs> I'm just missing my cape. 
So one of my staff is sitting with me, and we're having a meeting at, at, at Breadco, <laughs> and she said, I need to say something to you. And I went, okay, now remember, I'm thinking I'm like super boss because I'm, you know, I worked all day and then blah, blah, blah. She said, Lisa, her family all is in Chicago, so she has to pack up and shop and do all these things. So with me taking all of Tuesday evening to like 839, mm-hmm. which is an evening, right? it just puts her so far behind. She said, is there any way we can make that meeting, our all-day planning meeting, like the first week of January? Because it wouldn't hurt anything. Right. And I'm like, I'm not going to lie. At the Bread Co. in Collinsville, I was like, oh, oh. I thought I was super boss. <laughs> so it was a blind spot for me. And I take so much pride in being, you know, a leader that people would choose but after I listened, I thought to myself, I'm proud that she felt like she could say it to me. And now we meet the first week of January. Yeah. We don't go as long, but we go hard. And guess what? Everybody's happy because me and my Motomart bags, we don't have to prepare <laughs> you, for the holidays. To prepare. You know, but it's so true. I mean, you know, Thanksgiving is a thing. You start you start like the week ahead of time and you're like thawing the turkey at three days ahead of, it's like ridiculous you know and that's like oh my gosh no I mean I've done it before where I've had Thanksgiving at my place I'm like oh my gosh this is so much work I'm not what I would call great at entertaining in that manner okay you know I mean I'll do it but I I will admit to getting a little stressed out over such things because I just I'm like some people it's like they understand the timing of I'm going to cook this at this time and then this at this time. And this, and I'm like, can I cook everything the night before and then just reheat it? <laughs> because it's just too much for my brain. It's so much. <laughs> you know, and the other thing about being a leader is I have taken a lot of pride in myself of not surrounding myself with yes people. So when she said that to me, yes, it kind of wounds you because you think you're doing all these right, right. things, right? I but then when you sit right back thing. and go, well, I'm kind of proud that she felt like she could say it instead of just being frustrated with the whole day, not mentally is there because she's thinking about, you know, I got to do all these things when I get off of work. So I was proud of that. But as a leader, one thing that I would challenge everybody with, have you surrounded yourself with yes people? Yeah. Because... And I, when I say this, I say this respectfully. I don't want somebody just coming in telling me, I'm, you do this and you don't do this. You know, sometimes my best friend will say, you're better than that, you know. And do you have that person at your work that's saying, you know, I think you need to revisit that. Or, or I think you might be the one having a bad day, you know. But as a leader, make sure that you haven't surrounded yourself with people that are just going to tell you what you want to hear. Right. And and also to, you know, one of the things that my team does that I, I love and adore and is so important is I am not exactly the best project manager. I'm just not. I am not a great project manager. I'm more visionary and they know that. And so rather than like, Miss, you have to learn how to do project management. This is really important. It's that's not Miss's skill set. So. Right. We're not going to have Mish do that because it's not her skill set. It'll never, it's just not part of who she is. That's the part we're going to do. And, you know, and then being able, and then as a leader saying, yeah, it's, I suck at project management. You don't want me doing this part for you. You know, be, don't, it'll be bad. <laughs> so, and, I'm, have, and you're confident you know, enough to say it. Yeah. And I think that's another part of being a good leader is 
admitting the things that you cannot do, but also not feeling bad about it. You have other gifts, you know, and so really, you know, the the gifts you have come to the table with those, make those gifts more and more and better and what have you. But the things that you just struggle with and you've tried and you're like, you know, I am not good at this. It's okay. I mean, you wouldn't bring your car to me to get fixed. It would be bad. I don't know how to fix a car. <laughs> I never thought of that way. <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, you, you don't want me doing your accounting. I say that quite often. Yeah, so it's like, what are your skills? What were you born with that, you know, or like that, you know, whoever, whatever you believe, creator, source, God, what have you that said, here, these are your gifts. Go, this is, these are the gifts that I'm giving you. Now go make money, live, help people. I mean, you know. It's the truth. And, and. You know, and you can learn, your strengths can be beefed up, but but your strengths are your strengths. And I have to love that analogy of the car. You're right. I wouldn't take my car to you. No, don't. No, I, I just want <laughs> I would, to think. I'd st- be one of the people that open the hood and go, yeah, hmm, that's an engine. I'm not quite sure what to do with this. <laughs> you know, I have had young young professionals on my team, and I like that age. I like the new college grad. Oh, I do too. I enjoy them. You know, and one thing I said, I appreciate that you've sent emails. Have you have you went and introduced yourself, physically introduced yourself? Right. You know, because there's something to be said for building relationships at, at an office where you're going to the restroom or you're making a copy or, oh, have a good holiday or whatever. But have, because young professionals are so talented with technology. Right. But if we can, I, here's my philosophy. If I respect your new ideas and you respect my experience, oh, a company's going to grow. There you go. It's it's not the finger pointing at uh, the generations. It's more like, let's figure out how we can all work together and learn from from each other's experiences. And, you know, that's that's huge. It's, it's truly my passion because I really do feel like that if I can respect the fact that they're looking at things from maybe a completely different vantage point and, and they respect my 30, 35 years of experience, what a benefit to a company. Yeah. And that's exactly what companies should be doing. It's not the, oh, those Gen Z kids, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's no. like oh, the Gen Z kids got some cool stuff to share. <laughs> you might want to listen up, you know. They do. But then you have cool stuff to share, too. So Gen Z also has to be open to that conversation I just think it's a win-win situation. And we're all people. I mean, we all want to, you know, work and pay our bills and go do some things we love to do and spend time with the people we love. However, I think it all comes down to respect. Yeah. I mean, and I've told my daughter many times, and she's Gen Z, and and I've said to her, you know, if I ever say or do something, you're like, whoa, not cool anymore, mom. You know, you have to tell me. I mean, I I have blind spots, and I'm sure there's things that are just in my head from years and years and years that, you know, I mean, I'm learning now about um, how many things, like, just sayings we've said over the years that when you learn where they actually came from. Mm -hmm. So the intention is not, you know, behind that. But when you find out what the original intention was, it's like, oh, no, that's terrible. Oh, I'm going to quit saying that, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's just continually upgrading the system. It is. There you go. And thinking about it. So I have some fun questions for you. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I'm ready. First, I would like to know if you have a favorite Barry Manilow song. (laughs) <laughs> oh, this is funny. So I went to a Barry Manilow. Co- I can't smile without you. He made that so fun. Oh, I love that song. I that's can't an smile awesome with one. I love that song. And I I went to see him for the first time last month in Louisville, Kentucky, and 
You talk about somebody that's a performer. Well, so I, yeah. fun. And he's so loving. Uh, he's so loving. He talked about his grandpa. And I just I just want to go up on the stage. Please be my friend. Yeah, right? <laughs> and doesn't he seem like one of those people that would be a good friend? Oh, you he know, seems like, like he could be sitting like across from us. How long he's been around for ever and you've never heard bad news about him you've never heard he did something creepy or weird he's no. just he's just he was funny and he was self-deprecating and the jingles right he's got started with jingles, jingles. he's got like a ton of jingles I forgot that, about that. He yeah that. talk about earworms i mean that guy so that's why you know he went from jingles to creating songs that we all know all the words to you know they played i can't smile without you like it was um karaoke they had a smiley, little smiley bouncing ball, and oh, we all sang it. Oh, and everybody got to, I love everybody it. Everybody sang. Oh, Barry Manilow, we're thinking of you. <laughs> um, okay, what is something that you've tried once, and you're like, yep, that's, I don't need to do that again? <laughs> Sushi. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm a very I have a limited palate. I, I built my 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 body's been built on sports bars. So sushi scared my tongue. My tongue revolted. Oh I won't be gosh, trying that's that again. So funny. Yeah, I, I'm picky about sushi. I like sushi, but I'm so picky about it. And like there are some things I absolutely cannot, will not eat because I've been swimming with that particular animal and I they're quite intelligent. So like octopus, no. No, I have been swimming with them. They are intelligent. This does not seem like something we should eat to me. So, gotcha. yeah. Yeah. So, I have like a certain thing about certain animals. I'm like, mm, mm, mm. Nope. nope. Don't. Not doing it. That's kind of like eating a friend. I don't like it. Don't do that. <laughs> not good. Well, sushi's good with me. They're not going to get eaten with me. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. All right. So, this... My podcast is all about kindness, and of course, I mean, I cannot recall a time I have not seen or hung out with you where you were just not kindness, kindness, love, love, love. So share with us something top of mind around kindness, whether you gave it, you received it, you witnessed it, kindness. I want to remind, here's what I want to tell people about kindness. Obviously, there's people that come into your world that just leave a big footprint, and other people are just there for a hot second. But here's what I will remind you with regards to kindness and your coworkers. Right now, if all of you would think about the five to 10 people in your world that you love so much that if something happened, I call it take you to your knees, right? You love them so much. Now in that same group of people, tell me they've never irritated you. You wanted to just say, what are you thinking, right? Because we all have. So what I'm saying is reminding you with kindnesses, if the five to 10 people that you love so much in your world, so much, you would do anything, stand in the street for them, get ran over far. Those people have irritated you. So why do we get so hung up about people that we work with when we like them? But some people you work with, you don't really even know them that well. So my thing is with kindness, take a breath. You're going to have coworkers that you love, but very few of your coworkers have been at your house on a Saturday in the summer at a barbecue. And those are your people. And so take a breath with it. And, you know, I choose to be a good coworker. And, of course, there's coworkers that I like a lot and some I don't. Don't get caught up with the ones that you don't. So that's what my focus with kindness is. I like it. And it's also not expending your energy in a place that, you know, I mean, is it really worth, oh, I can't stand when, you know, so-and-so does that. Oh, it just makes me crazy. It's like, okay, how can you make it so it doesn't make you crazy anymore? Just be like. Well, that's what they do, you know, as part of what, what they, what that's their and personality, Mish, I guess. <laughs> and we're reminded every day 
and working at end of life, this right. life we're leading is not a dress rehearsal, everyone. It's not a dress rehearsal. So focus in as much as you can on the positive, and everybody has bad days. I have them. Mish has them. But I choose to have more good days than bad days. And also remember when you have a bad day, I mean, some days are really bad, right? right? But but sometimes it's just, I mean, like this morning I had like lots of little annoying things happen. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, this is, and I, and I, I heard myself say, oh, this is one of those days. And I went, oh, wait. But it doesn't have to be one of those days. I'm going to stop it now. I'm going to have the rest of the day is going to be awesome. I get to see Lisa. We're going to have a podcast. We're going to be fun, you know. And so, when you have those little things that kind of feel like they start adding up, you you can just stop it in its tracks. Thanks for reminding me and everyone listening of that. Yeah, That's stop a good point. it in its tracks. It doesn't mean the rest of this day just has to be terrible. You know, the, think about your thoughts around it. Change the thought. You know, and I mean, and this has worked for me because people are always, I get a lot of, you're so optimistic. Well, I think I'm optimistic because I'm aware of when my brain and everything starts wonk, wonk, you know, I start getting that way when really it's not that bad, you know? Because most of my days are not that bad. Yeah. They have irritating moments. Yeah. But... But it's fleeting. Let it, it go. It is. Let it go. I'm starting to sound like a hippie lately, which I kind of am. Or hippie, Elsa. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want me singing, Lisa. I don't have that voice. It would be disturbing. Okay. <laughs> but I do. I, I do. Lately, I, I, I'm saying that a lot. I think I feel like a hippie. I'm like, oh, just let that go. Let it go, man. Just let it go. You know, it, there's not... And maybe it's getting older, but I really do feel there is a place of, you know, don't allow these little tiny things to add up to that bad day. Just stop and say, you know, I'm I'm choosing to just let all that go. Now I'm off to have a wonderful, fabulous, amazing, fun day. Yeah. And here's the thing. if And if you're having one of those days that are legitimately terrible, make sure to use your resources of the people you care about. Yeah. Call one of your call call the people that come over for the barbecue. Call the people call that them come and say call them and say, Hey, I'm in need. I need an injection mm-hmm. of happiness right now. Mm-hmm. What do you got? And you know, support. come tell me. Yeah. So I, I just think that it's important and and you do have to focus in because Ladies and gentlemen, life is not a dress rehearsal, so just remember that. I love it. Well, Lisa, thank you for Thanks coming. Thanks for having on the me. Podcast. This was fun. My first I was one by so ex- really. Where I'm the guest first. It's the first one I've done a guest. I've oh. done one at work where I'm the. Right. I ask a couple questions. So this was the first time I've been on this side well, of the mic. Well, yay! I feel kind of honored that you well, were I appreciate your you first asking. guest appearance was on Mishmash. I love it. It was. Well, thank you, dear. Thank You're you. You're awesome. So are you. And, and everybody can find you. We didn't do that. Where where can everybody find out more about you? Oh, well, if you want to find more about me, um, Facebook is Lisa Phillipson. And there you You're go. You're on LinkedIn. And LinkedIn, Lisa Phillipson. And Instagram, Lisa Phillipson. So, and there's not very, there's a Lisa Phillipson in Atlanta that's a photographer. That is not me. <laughs> I do not do that. Your, your picture on Facebook is with Wainwright. Yeah, right? I'm on with Adam Wainwright now. Yes, yeah. She's so in the know. All right. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks, Mish. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to Mishmash. Let me try that again. Goodbye, everybody. You've been listening to Mishmash Podcast. And, you know, go out and be kind, be loving, have good days. 